This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender for the evening. This is the dude talking to you people. Sit back, relax, enjoy a cocktail. This episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit of what happened to me when I ran into some people I used to go to school with. And we're going to also have musical guest Andy Epler on the show. So sit back, let's have a drink, people. Well, we got to start off with a drink. You know what? When I started thinking about the drink for this episode... You know, I noticed that a lot of people are posting on social media lately that it is fucking cold out there. Yes, it is fucking cold. There are places around the United States that probably already have about eight feet of snow. I'm talking to you, Rochester, New York. And, you know, they're probably cold and and in need of a warm drink. So we've come up with this cocktail courtesy of liquor.com. This drink today is called the Pumpkin Toddy Cocktail. The ingredients for this cocktail goes as follows. One ounce apple brandy, one half ounce of rye whiskey, one half ounce of fresh lemon juice, one half ounce of grade B maple syrup, one teaspoon of apple or pumpkin puree. I guess I said apple too many times. Pumpkin puree and two drops of bitters. How you make it. This is the procedure here, people. Add all the ingredients together except water to a preheated mug. Top all of that off with five ounces of boiling water and stirred to combine. Top with a little bit of grated cinnamon. You know, that might go along with uh, the whole pumpkin latte thing that everybody's going. Pumpkin spice latte. Everything came out pumpkin spice for a little while. Are people still into that? I honestly don't know. Uh, Just all of a sudden, I haven't heard or seen many social media posts on that thing. But anyway, if you remember, if you go out and try these drinks, I want to know what your reviews on them are. The Pumpkin Toddy Cocktail. Just email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to hear your reviews on some of these drinks that I talk about. And remember, if you want to help support the show, go to www.heybartenderpodcast.com and pick up a t-shirt help support the show. So, anyway, since this is the season of Christmas, this is the seasons of lots of holidays going on. I mean, you've got everything going on all within a month of each other. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Kwanzaa, uh, Hanukkah, Chris Kwanzaa. Uh, I mean, it's just a whole bunch of stuff going on all at once. You can't help but sit back and think about uh, Christmases that you used to deal with. And, you know, it running into old friends or you know what I actually the first thing when I started thinking up this show I the first thing was running in to somebody that I didn't necessarily get along with and well I can't take uh blame him for everything I can't I don't want to blame myself for everything just because I'm that kind of guy but one year I was in a bar And I ran into a guy that I used to go to middle school with. Now, let's go, let's have a little bit of backstory on this. Back in middle school, it was a little bit rough for a lot of us. Not uh, not all the time, but, you know, it's just being a teenager. Being a teenager just sucks um, when you sit back and think about it when you're a little bit older. 
uh, back then hormones were hitting everybody. That's when guys were getting taller, guys were getting more muscular, were able to grow muscles and the girls were developing uh, I, I'm that's a, that's as PC as I get. Girls were developing, but some people were having a little bit of trouble catching up with everybody else. I remember thinking when I was in middle school that I was pretty big for my age and I thought I was strong and you know maybe just because I watched too many superhero shows on TV, lots of cartoons, trust me. And I thought, "Well, yeah, that's me. I can do that." Yeah. But then all of a sudden I reach middle school and there are these guys that uh, transferred over to our school and they were a good four to six inches taller than me. Their shoulder width was a lot wider and it, uh, you know, just completely blew my mind that, uh, you know, these guys were bigger than me and uh you know in a way it was a good thing because it kind of gave gave me a shot to my ego think thinking i'm the good looking guy i'm uh strong i'm and this that and the other thing you know that that was the beginning of a hit to my ego and it was a good thing i actually look back and appreciate that right now but, but those three guys uh, there there was one exception i'm going to take one back two of the three guys bullied us around constantly because they could. They were bigger than us, and so they felt the superiority. They had, you know, the king of the hill type of situation, and they bullied us around a little bit here and there. Uh, Nothing too serious. None of us got our asses kicked that, no, uh, there was one time that I do remember one guy getting his uh, butt kicked, but uh, now... It's here, neither here nor there whether he deserved it or not. That's the only fight that I can think of uh, that really happened during middle school. And I wasn't there. I don't know how it started. But one guy walked away. The other guy walked away with a black eye. And it, there was a lot of questioning from the nuns. I went to a Catholic school. And, you know, truthfully, hopefully we're all past that right now. But... Since there were those big guys, it became a competition who was also the tough guy. And there's this one guy, I probably would have ignored him for the rest of his life. But uh, it's, you know, honestly, I don't know how it all started. But he had what I like to refer to as, well, a lot of people refer to as short guy syndrome because... He was shorter than all of us. It's no fault of his own. It's just genetics, I guess, or whatever. But yeah, he was shorter than all of us. But there were times where he tried to come up as the tough guy. And, you know, I didn't put up with that. Because he tried to be the tough guy with me, I'd be tough right back. And since he was smaller than me, you know, I it wasn't difficult to do. And some of the stuff I did to him probably was wrong. Uh, you know, it, ju- the jury's out. Um, like there was one time where uh, we were all donating things from our houses to do uh, to do some kind of fundraiser. And my family happened to have a whole bunch of plastic cups, disposable plastic cups that were 
doing nothing in our house. I forget how we managed to procure them. But I grabbed, uh, they needed plastic cups, so I said, I got some, I'll bring them in. I brought them in, and uh, the short dude was in charge of all that stuff, so I gave them to him to give to the fundraiser, and he looks at him and goes, God, these are cheap. And I grabbed him by the back of the neck and squeezed it as hard as I possibly could, and I said, I'm giving these to the school. They are free. Do not... You know, I I started threatening him a bunch of stuff. I honestly, I paused there because I forgot what I said. But, it, you know, I tried to be intimidating. And from then on out, it became kind of a, a stare down between him and me. Most of the time, I just ignored him. Just because I didn't feel he was really worth my time. Other guys would pull pranks on him. Other guys would do things to him. Uh, nothing horrible, nothing really demeaning, like some of the kids that I hear about nowadays. Dear God, uh, I mean, just holy shit! Some of the uh, some of the stuff kids do to each other nowadays. But we never did anything like that, at least not to him. And so, you know, he and I had, uh, you know, words here and there, pushing, you know, and he would try to, uh be tough guy on me. I try to be tough guy on him, but majority of the year I ignored him just because I figured he was a waste of my time. Now he had it rough, uh, at that school just because he, well, I'm not going to get into that. That's neither here nor there, but cut to 15 years later, I think it would have been, uh, I'm out with a friend and, all of a sudden, this guy comes up to me and says, "And says, hey, you remember me? And I look at him, and he tells me who he is. I'm like, oh, dude, hey, how you doing? And he go, uh, he, he said, fine. And then I knew who he was immediately. Everything that happened that year uh, that we did to him popped into mind, and immediately I started thinking, is he going to go for revenge or or has he grown out of all that crap like I hopefully did at that point in time? And then it felt like, you know, we tried to start uh, try to start a conversation. And he started asking about the other guys that were the bullies in the school. And I said, I haven't heard about them in, God, I don't know how many years. And so I asked him how he's doing and what he's been up to. And he all of a sudden starts telling me these stories about how at a different school that he had to transfer to, uh, he ran into one of the bullies from back, uh, from that school and he almost killed him. And the, that's, that's the words he used. And so I ran into him and I almost killed him. And I'm like, okay, I didn't need to hear that. And so I started asking about, uh, other things I knew. How's, how's your family? How's your brother? Uh, his family used to own a video store back when that was a thing, you know, uh, is that still running? And I tried to be nice to him. I made an honest effort in my mind to be nice to him. And he had a lot of anger, uh, still piled up inside him. And at this point in my life, I can't really, uh, I really can't, uh, say anything about that because yeah we did treat him kind of bad but there 
uh, are a lot worse, but still, we we did treat him kind of bad, all all because he had the short man syndrome, and he tried he had to try to prove his worth and uh, try to be bigger than uh, or bigger and better than all of us. He also uh, knew martial arts, and uh, you know I don't know if he ever continued and got his. Uh, black belt, if he's a Muay Thai fighter, MMA, or anything like that. I never knew. Uh, I never got to that part of the conversation with him. But he still felt the need to, oh, I kicked this guy's ass. I kicked that guy's ass. And uh, other people started asking me about him. And I said, oh, I used to go to school with him. And we treated him, I I admitted, full, full on. We treated him kind of bad. And, you know, I was trying trying to be nice to him and, you know, because I'm too old for that shit now. I'm old, too old for bullying. I'm too old uh, to push people around. You know, life is too short. That's the, uh, the way I see it right now. Plus, I don't know if anybody can kick my ass or how good of a job they can do of it. Have you ever sat back and thought about that sometime when you're about to, you know, step up to somebody could they kick my ass? And if they could, how good of a job could they kick my ass? And those, that's a question that pops into my head a lot of times whenever I, you know, well, not that I get into fights a lot of times. I mean, right now I am studying a little bit of martial arts just to uh, stay in shape and, uh, you know, center, uh, center my mind and body a little bit. But when we start the sparring thing, I stand there and I look at the person and it, and my mind is a little bit preoccupied with, okay, are they going to kick my ass? And, uh, you know, so how are they going to do it? And I've been up against, I've lost fights to guys, sm- uh, lost sparring matches, not fights, uh, to guys half my size. I've beat guys twice my size. It it, it goes all directions. But when you sit there in size, uh, you uh, maybe it's my age, you start to size it up a little bit and you say, uh, is this really worth going home with a black eye and broken tooth and, uh, you know, bloody fist, whatever. I don't know, but I tried to calm, uh, truck, calm him down because I was trying to prove to him that I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not going to try to pick a fight with him. I'm not going to try to, uh, belittle him anymore. I'm too old for that crap. Yeah. I was in like my early thirties, but, you know, I tried to be nice to him. You know, it's like, okay, we're, we've grown past all that stuff. Now let's turn over a new leaf and let's try something, ni- uh, try to be nicer to her, to each other. And, uh, didn't really work out. And you know, uh, how sometimes when you get bullied in high school, you still hold a grudge or you get bullied in, uh, any, anytime you were in school and you hold kind of a grudge and, so you can't really help but stay in that frame of mind when you're in in that person's uh in uh talking to that other person you you think this person treated me like shit i remember that and uh he may be treating me nice right now but it's probably a devilish ploy of some kind you know you can't help but think of things like that i'm sure if i ran into the uh one of those other bullies the guys that bullied me I would be questioning, uh, you know, what, why are they, you know, what are they up to? Are they about, are they planning on kicking my ass right now? 
you know, if I was in his place, I would be the same thing. But I did my best to try to play nice and try to prove to him, look, I'm, you know, without, I'd never actually said, look, I'm sorry what we would, what we did to you in middle school. And, you know, who's to say he would have accepted it. But that was my way of trying to reach out and say, you know, say, I'm sorry. And let's try something. Let's be a little bit nicer. He never really got over it. And like I said, I couldn't under, uh, some of the time I couldn't understand why he tried to pick a fight with me in high school. Cause I wasn't the one that picked a fight with him the most often. And uh, it was the guys that were three times his size, but maybe I was just looked like I was an easier target because I was something that he could probably handle. Ah, who knows? But you run into familiar faces every once in a while. While I was bartending, I used to see people. Uh, I bartended in a really small town, and so people that knew each other would always meet up with each other at that same bar. And, you know, they all knew each other, so they all treated each other uh, almost like it was a high school reunion every night. And when you get into those small town bars like that, it's kind of tough when nobody knows who you are and you're brand new working behind the bar because everybody knows each other and the high school cliques still are there. Even years after high school, it's kind of weird. I'd see people uh, sit there and say, oh, I went to high school with them, something simple like that. Or I uh, I used to play football with that guy something a little bit more deep or oh my god I dated that person I can't believe they're here I I have to leave and you know just odd things like that and I don't know what kind of clicks they were all I knew was I was just you know the bartender I stood behind the bar and just watched everybody I lived far enough out from where everybody that I went to high school with, the odds of me running into him at that bar were slim. And it, so I didn't run into that problem all that much, except for that one other time where I met up with the guy with the short comp, short complex. And, but you know, every once in a while I did sit there and wonder, I wonder what it would be like. Well, the, the friends from high school that did come out, to my bar usually came out because I told them I was working there and they'd come out to visit me. And that was cool. But you know, every once in a while you start to wonder, you know, uh, what is this person up to? What's, uh, this other person up to? I, I remember that girl I had a crush on for so many years. I wonder what she's doing right now. Of course that was back in the late nineties, early two thousands when, uh, that thought popped into my head and MySpace uh, was barely a thing. Facebook didn't exist. Twitter wasn't uh, wasn't around. Instagram, all that stuff. But nowadays, thanks to social, things like social media and the internet, you can look up anybody and find out what they're doing on anything. I mean, just type in their name and Google their name, and uh, you'll find out almost every single detail about them if you really want to. And yeah, it's creepy, but. If you choose to put yourself on the internet, that's that's your business. And share only what you feel is really necessary. And I mean, sit back and think about uh, your old high school crush. 
whoever it was, you uh, you think about them right now, and I bet you can type in their name right into Google or search it out just simply on Facebook, and you will find them. You know, you might not have thought about them for a couple years, uh, 10 years, 15 years, but you will find them on the internet. And it's just the way the world works now. It could be considered a form of stalking. And yes, at one time I did look up my old high school crush. She still looks amazing, has a beautiful family though. Uh, not that's a bad thing. How did I word that? Um, she, uh, but uh, and let's off that subject before it gets weird. So you uh, you want to run into some of your old friends maybe every once in a while, but every once in a while you get those uncomfortable moments. I watched my customers go through that all the time, and there was really nothing that I could do about it, really nothing I wanted to do about it, because if they wanted to get out of an embarrassing social situation, all they have to do is get up and leave, but they want to be polite. Hey, how you been? Uh, how you doing? What's going on? What you've been up to since high school? Really? Ooh, that sucks. You know, just conversations like that. But luckily, while working uh, in the bar, I never ran into anybody that I treated especially bad. I mean, just god-awful horrible. And then all of a sudden, they come in like say the guy with the short guy's complex all of a sudden had a ginormous growth spurt and then could bench press 250 pounds. Maybe he can, I don't know. Uh, and you know, then all of a sudden I feel like the small guy and, uh, that never happened. Uh, I pretty much sit back and think that I treated all the girls I went to high school with respect. So that whole thing about that you see on, uh, uh, those talk shows of Springer, I don't even know if those are a thing anymore, um, where the girl that you went to high school with that was dressed kind of awkwardly and a little nerdy, then all of a sudden she looks like, uh, I don't know, who's the uh, Jennifer Aniston. And you're like, <gasps> God, I should have been nicer to her. You know, that luckily that never happened to me, but there could have been times where that happened. Uh, some of the customers, I'm pretty sure they sat back and thought, uh, you know, I should, I really should have been nicer to that person. There was, there was one time where this girl told me that she was talking to some guys that she had went to high school with and she, they were laughing. They were crowding around her. They were trying to, uh, play, uh, who's who's better than who to keep her attention. You know, it's a typical guy thing. And then I'm talking to her a little bit later, and she starts laughing to herself. And I said, what's funny? She looked at me, and she goes, it's really funny because those guys never paid attention to me when I was in high school. Of course, I didn't look like I do now the way I looked like in high school. And I said, what changed? And she goes, well, my hair's a little bit longer and my boobs are up about a cup and a half. And I went, really? You got, uh, you got boobs. You got, you bought some boobs. I st- actually did stumble on my words when she started talking about her boobs. Cause just because that's how I react when women actually talk about their boobs. And then I have to, uh, 
not look at them after they bring my attention to them. But she says, yeah, I, uh, I, my, I grew my hair a little bit longer. I, uh, do my makeup a little bit better and I got bigger boobs. Now those guys who literally ignored me back in high school can't stop talking about, uh, talking to me. It's hilarious. And I said, you know what? Play him like a violin. Have fun with it. And her boobs were amazing. I have no problem saying that. Sorry if you're offended. The other bartenders and servers that I used to work with used to run into people that they knew all the time just because they spent more time in that town than me. And it was actually easier for them to develop a clientele than it was for me because I didn't know anybody. I knew the uh, owner and manager just because their old family, uh, the way I feel about them now, I use this term loosely, friend. And uh, so they had the same problem I did. When they came into that bar, opened it up, they knew nobody which made it tough for them to bring in the customers. Then once they brought in the customers to get them to stay there, it uh, they brought in some of the customers of the previous owner of that bar, but they ran off a lot of them because they had these preconceptions on what type of person should hang out in that bar. And like the Harley riders, I've told you guys before, when you have Harley riders hanging out in your bar, you make friends with your Harley riders because once you do that, You've made a friend for life, and they have your back at all times. I don't know if it's a Harley Rider thing to protect the bartender or what, but anytime I felt like I was in trouble, all I had to do was just turn around, and I'd see they had my back. Yeah, that was that was never a problem. But they ran off most of the original customers just to bring in the new customers. I think they expected a younger clientele when they opened up that place because they thought it was going to be young, fresh, and hip, new, whatever you want to call it. But it was a uh, nice, decent restaurant hidden inside a strip mall. And it you couldn't see it from the main road. You couldn't. There were no signs pointing to it from the main road. So the only way that you could really make business with it is to cater to the locals. Because the locals might go to the supermarket and see that there's uh, a bar across the way, they're inclined to stop. You know, you don't drive from one uh, one town to another town on purpose to go to a grocery store. And, I mean, you go to the one that's closest to your house. Now, for some of you people that may be listening, the uh, one closest to your house might be in another town. But the closest grocery store from where my bar was was in the next town over about 30 miles away. So you're not going to attract the people from the big city, not 30 miles away, more like 10, but you're not going to attract the people from the big city 25 miles away to come down to your bar just because uh, it's too far. And if you get a little bit too drunk, you're uh, it's, they're not going to come uh, come out there because they have to drive all that way home, not only having to dodge uh, police, drunk checkpoints, but they also have to try to stay awake and avoid the other drunks that are on the road. Which I'm positive when they opened up that bar, my manager went to all of her old high school friends because I'm convinced that's when she peaked socially. She went out to all of her old high school friends and told them, hey, I own a bar, come out and see it sometime. And then she told them where it was. 
And they said, I'm not going to drive out that far. And I mean, I was surprised when a couple old friends of mine stopped by the bar after I told them I was working in a bar. They drove all the way out to see me. And I thought, well, that's awesome. You know, that because you really have to make an effort to drive however many miles it was from uh, uh, from where they lived to the bar, uh, bar I worked at and just to see me and have a drink. If they might have, uh, no, the friends that visited me wouldn't, uh, weren't expecting to have, uh, free drinks or anything like that. They were really cool and they, you know, it was nice to see them and it made it good for me. But when the original, um, when the manager, when I worked there, uh, she scared off most of the original, uh, the original clientele and we had to build up all new clientele. Then came in my friend Shannon. I talk about uh, talk with her in an earlier podcast. She brought in all of her regulars from her previous bar. Plus, she knew almost everybody in that town because she either went to school with them, her kids went to school with them, and it was almost a six degrees of separation type of thing. So she was able to bring in a whole bunch of people that she was already familiar with, whether she went to school with them or her kids went to school with them at one time and uh, bring life into that bar. And since she got, got along with everybody had the patience to deal with any damn thing that came her way, people loved to come see her. And it was never one of those moments that I can remember at least where she was like, Oh my God, I dated that guy. What is he doing here? She, she was never like that type of person. She never type hold a grudge or any of that, such that sort of situation. I, on the other hand, if I, uh, usually, well, even in my everyday life nowadays, uh, when I run into somebody that I used to know, if I recognize them first, I sit back and think, was I nice to them? Should I go say hi? I don't remember. Uh, which it yeah that's one of one of the bad things uh, uh, about me when I was a teenager I don't remember if I was nice to anybody but I as I get older and I uh, go through social media and all that stuff I might talk to one of the people that I've was friends with back in high school and they said no you were always really nice kind of quiet but you were uh, you were a nice guy so then I breathe a sigh of relief I don't know if that has to do with my self-esteem or what, but you know, you got to sit back and try to remember every once in a while, that sort of thing. Cause odds are, if you did leave a bad memory with that person, they will remember it. And so, you know, good luck with that. Anyway, time for a word from our sponsor and by sponsor, I mean me. want to remind you guys if you want to get your hands on any hey bartender podcast merchandise head over to heybartenderpodcast.com and you can find my blog you can find some drink recipes and pick yourself up a t-shirt help support the show by buying yourself a hey bartender podcast t-shirt today all right that was a good segue right up to our next Musical guest for Hey Bartender podcast. From his album Whistles in the Darkness, here is Andy Epler with his single My Final Hope. Hey. 
from Boulder County, Colorado, from the album Whistles in the Dark. That was Andy Epler with his song, My Final Hope. If you want to find out more about Andy Epler and other projects that he's done, head on over to his website, andyepler.com. There you'll find out his bio. You'll find out other music projects that he's attached to. Found out a little bit more about him, where he's playing next, and also find the link to his podcast. It's called Ando's Thinky Time Podcast. So go check him out right now. You know, I sit back and think about it, and you don't ever spend too much time thinking about the future. What's going to happen? You know, you know is whatever I'm going to do have a going to have a butterfly effect? 
in the future? I mean, that's pretty much what the whole idea when bullying comes to mind. Are you going to run into that person later on in life? Are they going to be more powerful than you? Are they going to have something that you absolutely need that they'll pretty much refuse to give to you just to get back at you a little bit? God, I hope not. Dan, that story about the guy with the short time, short man's complex, I haven't seen him since. And just because I've moved completely out of that town and I don't know any, well, I don't know anybody that really knows him other than being a bar customer anymore. So, you know, let's, let's just wish him well and hope he's doing pretty good with his life. And, you know, I do, if he happens to be listening, I do apologize for the crap that I pulled on you in middle school, but we were all going through all sorts of shit back then. So let's, you know, just take a deep breath and get over it. Anyway, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Thank you, George Thurgood and the Destroyers for letting me know about that, uh, saying years before I could drink, years before I knew anything about working in a bar. So, first of all, I'd like to thank Liquor.com for allowing me to steal the recipe for the pumpkin cocktail. What, what was that? A pumpkin something? It was a... It was a, oh, a pumpkin toddy. Thank you, liquor.com, for letting me steal the recipe for liquor toddy. And I'd like to thank Andy Epler for being my musical guest on tonight's show. I'd like to thank all my listeners. I'd like to thank all the followers on Facebook. If you want to follow on Facebook, just follow us on Hey Bartender Podcast. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Hey Bartender PO1. Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. And don't forget to visit the website, www.heybartenderpodcast.com. If you have any drink recipes or you want to be on the show, tell us a few of your good stories, working behind the bar, working as a server, just email me, dude at heybartenderpodcast.com. I want you guys on the show because everybody's got a really cool story and everybody's dying to hear them all. So... Until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. And as usual, I just want to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody, even when you're in high school. Okay. Go ahead. so good I had to blow again.